You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Unique you New York. What was it? Unique New York. Oh, now, brown cow. Oh, now, brown cow. Oh, now, brown cow. Oh, now, brown cow. <coughs> Jesus, thank God I didn't open my beer. It would have been all over the table. Can you chill out? I'm shittering. Shittering? Yeah, it's a new one. It's what a micism. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> it was supposed to be shivering, and then I said shittering. Ooh. <laughs> all right, I think I'm good. Sounds like a good place to start. I don't have, uh, I don't have notes, man. It's fine. What are we doing? No, not yet. We gotta wait for the beep. Are we live? No, I'm gonna go live right now with opening this beer. Oh, are we still doing the, the audio test then? Yeah, it's already in there. We're good. Alright. Well, welcome back <laughs> to another episode of the Buffalo Happy Hour. Mike, how are you? We're here. No hat. Fresh haircut. Gel. I have cold le in my glass, so fluent in French. No big deal. How are you? <laughs> no big deal. Uh, we're doing good, considering the abomination we had yesterday. I'm doing pretty good. Can't complain. So, should we talk about the over one thousand dollar mistake that happened? Mistake. You're full of these micas. So, so I had shit. What was it? Shitter. Shitters. Shitisms. Sh- shittering. Shittering? Yeah, shittering and then miss Okay, Cheers. here's what happened. Cheers. Open Cheers. your beer and shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Cheers. Too tough for the boys. <sighs> Look it. Here's the, here's what's going on. We were supposed to go to Hollerhorn Distilling. We have to postpone. Reason being, we're driving down Hose Country Roads. Rock shows up, middle of nowhere, right in the lane. You smoke it. Smoke it. Go in the speed limit, but smoked it, and then our front tire explodes. <laughs> we hold on for dear life. 
drive down the road, look around, and all we see is a red barn, and we're in the middle of nowhere. We're 50 miles from home. We're 50 miles to our distillery. So Literally halfway into our trip, we had a change of tire. And, like, the worst part about this is, one, it was no rock. This thing was a boulder. It's this not thing, a boulder. It's a rock. <laughs> this thing had zero business being in the middle of the road. Other part of that is it was right over the crest of the hill, so there was no way for me to even see it. As we're coming over the hill at 55 miles an hour, legal speed limit in the middle of nowhere, going over 55 miles an hour, this thing just appeared so quickly. And I ran directly over it because why? what other look, luck would I have? Look what I have. Look, water. Whatever, what other luck would I have? Run the whole thing over. We get out. The sidewall of my tire is blown out. Big gaping hole in it. Dude, that was tough. I'm curious to see what the impact is on that rim, though. Yeah, we won't. We're not talking about it until I bring it in to get fixed and then just hope everything's fine. All right. I haven't looked at it yet since then. Sounds good. Dude, it's. So I ordered tires. I called the place today to schedule my appointment for tomorrow. And they're like, we don't have any of those tires in the Buffalo area. I'm like, sick. Obviously. Why would you, right? Like, why would you have the exact tires that I want at your establishment right now? And I would be fine. Why would that happen to me? Nope. They're in Rochester, so they have to be delivered tomorrow. So I scheduled my appointment for tomorrow morning, and it's going to be like 700 bucks to get the tires replaced. If I have to get rims, it's going to be like 1500 bucks, dude. I don't want to spend that money. I have a basement for $10,000 I have to fix. Derek Moneybags Acruso trying to figure it out. That's what's going on. The money. The money coming in. Trying to figure this out, just walk into a, walk into the place. Just look at Dude, him. How am I doing? It sucked. I was so pissed off. Like, why would that rock have to be right there? And the thing that we wanted to do also is we wanted to take the boulder that was in the middle of the street and bring it back as a centerpiece, kind of as like a, a statue or like a, what do they call that thing that like somebody would give you a token of gratification or something like that? A symbol, like some sort of thing in the middle of this table that we can say, this is the bastard that caused me all my heartache. But we, instead, it shot left into the wood line, gone forever, and we rode the donut all the way home. Didn't even stop at Donut Craze, man. I know, we should have. That would have been a smart move. 100%. But yeah, so the, the donut only has a 70-mile radius on it, so we couldn't go to the distillery because we wouldn't have been able to been make it back after that so it was just kind of like fun we decided that we were going to drive home directly home not go to the distillery call the guy i'm like hey man something came up <laughs> sorry about that that something was rock it was very sweet of them to comment and ask if we got home safe like that was very nice on our instagram i agree i agree i agree i agree i agree, I agree. but yeah it shot left and then we just had to drive home the whole way 50 going only 45 miles an hour it took us like an hour and a half to get home <laughs> it was the worst man i was just so pissed off and you, obviously, you had to, like, be the optimist in it. And you're like, this is actually a pretty drive. Like, yeah, because we're going four miles an hour, so you have time to look at it. <laughs> I know. This isn't something that we're flying past. Dude, I was so pissed. But what are you going to do, you know? What are you going to do? You just have to laugh. Luckily, the car was okay. All we have to do is just replace its shoes, and we'll, we'll drive on. Because that's, what else are you going to do? Yeah. What was the most expensive thing that you had to replace on a car? Do you remember? Uh, other than the entire car because it was totaled? Yes. I would say the catalytic converter on my Subaru was up there because it's gold-plated for some odd reason, so that's 550 bucks, and I was broke as a joke at a time. 
The other incident was when I had a all-wheel drive car. It was the Mercedes before I traded it in for a truck. And same thing, I somehow a nail got in my tire. And for the year I had, which was 2012, the fronts are different sizes than the backs, but it's all-wheel drive. What? So you have to get different size tires for the front and the back plus replace your one that blew out so that was that was expensive that was like 860 bucks and then i drove over i mean i drive like thirty-three thousand miles a year so something's bound to happen with tires eventually but and then uh i i recently bought shoes for my truck just because i needed new tires in general they were just bald the ones that i got on it and that's like eight eight forty ballpark for new tires on a truck. Damn. Everybody wants a truck until they go to the gas station, and then they got to buy shoes, and then they got to buy rims, yeah. and they're like, we can't. Who's going to buy this? You are, bud. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you will. Pony up. I remember back when I had the car, two cars before this one. Yeah, two cars before this one. We went out for a night of drinking. It was fun. I had enough where I wasn't comfortable driving home, so I had my friend drive home. And the I woke up the next morning, and the piston and the cylinder number two broke. Don't know how it happened. It was probably a fluke, but for some reason, it just broke. So I wasn't able to drive in second gear, so I had to go in first gear, throttle it all the way up, and then shift directly into third because I couldn't go into second. And that was a pricey – I mean, it was covered under warranty because it was still within the first couple, uh, first couple years, I think. Um, but yeah, dude, that was an expensive fix. You have to take the whole engine apart. And my Subaru was getting to that point. That's why I sold it. <laughs> oh my goodness. I knew something would have to go wrong with that Subaru. Yeah. I modded the hell out of it. You did. And I did it all myself. And I'm, I'm good. If you give me the YouTubes, I'll figure anything out. But it was getting to that point where it was five years old, 60,000 miles on it. I just wasn't comfortable with it anymore. I'm like, I got to get out before something bad goes. And I did. And now I got this piece of shit. That's what sucks. About, it's not, but that's what sucks about Subaru's exhaust is that it's all flanges. So once that seal breaks, you're just constantly TIG welding to try to fix your exhaust, and then we all suck at welding, so it's just constant holes, and you hear it every time you drive. It's it's terrible. Yeah, it was obnoxious. Yeah. But, yeah, man, cars cars suck. So I'm definitely going to get black rims, though, if I have to, because that looked amazing on my car, that donut. Truth. So definitely getting those black rims. But, yeah, we'll, we'll just have to take it. Day by day, because this is going to be a nice, pricey fix. Hopeful, hopefully, Uncle Donnie's stimulus check will come in, and I can just right to this. We'll see what happens. I think they got to pass that by the 7th of August, because that's when they go into recess, right? Yeah. So they're trying to figure out the, what is it called, the HEROES Act? Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens, man. Who knows? Who knows? Once this airs, it's probably going to be old news, but yeah. what are you going to do? These will be fake news. Do they going to be fake news from China? China. The China virus. China. Um, but yeah, did you see that Dave Fortnite went to interview him? Yes, dude, that was hilarious. Did you end up watching it or no? Not yet. No, it was so funny. But a little busy at work. Things are still, you know, wild. So people so are people are budgeting. So you're not seeing anything slow down though, because no. isn't like the the rush over with? No, the rush doesn't stop because the state makes changes, uh, minor changes. But the biggest thing is lead times. So when you're you know, when, when demand is high, supply is low, people flip out about the lead time in between. They want it instantaneously, and then they realize that the real world does not work like that because Rosie the Riveter is not over there sewing filters together. So it's a super good time down south. But What's her yeah. name? 
Rosie the River. <laughs> Good old Rosie. <laughs> For what? Coming in strong. You know? The workforce is depleted due to the, oh, the Rona because people Rona. are getting it. So because of that, the, there's a media shortage. So the actual material inside the filter... There's a shortage of that. So they can't even make the filter at the specific rating that the state wants you to have to reopen. So there's a lead time of like two and a half months. It's pretty cool. It's and as of today, which is July 28th, there's like 75 states. We only have 50 states in the in the U.S., but there's 75 on Cuomo's do not come here list. Good old Andy trying to figure <laughs> out what he wants to do to protect all the citizens and residents. But uh, Roman nursing homes. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, but yeah, so that's, uh, we're, we're just going to keep going through, but yeah, what's the shortage with aluminum cans about? Did you see that? These bad boys are going to be gold. I noticed that there is a shortage of aluminum cans, but I didn't do the research to figure out why, what caused it. I just know that there's a shortage. So cheers. Me either. Keep your cans. Maybe it's because everybody's staying at home and they're, they're too afraid to leave to go to cash for cans. And deposit them, so the cycle's messed up. Oh, yeah. Churning the gears. No plan word with recycling. I see what you did there. Thanks. So, anyway, about aluminum cans, you want to tell people what we're drinking today? Yeah, we're drinking Allegheny IPA from Four Mile Brewing down in Olean, New York. And, it's honestly, it's pretty good, man. It's not that hoppy. And it's pretty smooth, but it's got a West Coast-style IPA brewed with a variety of hops and four varieties of malts. So... I'm excited that we're sipping on this and talking about all things New York. Yeah. Unique New York. So, you know, thank God those those mic checks are back, man. You've watched the you've watched Anchorman, right? Obviously. Yeah. It's one of the best parts. Yes. The arsonist has oddly shaped feet. I love scotch. <laughs> scotch, 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 scotch. So Yeah, uh, we're doing good. So in regards to merchandise, we are slowly starting to run out of larges. We are mailing shirts out to people so they get them, and we're just we're doing what we can. We are buried, dude. We are buried. You know, I mean, the, the pre-orders came in hot, and we're trying to get them out to everybody as soon as possible. Most of the, I think all the pre-orders are, are done and sent out. There's like onesie twosies, but for the most part now, we're just waiting to see who else buys one, and we'll go from there. We only got small, medium, and larges left, and we're starting to dwindle down on the large. Mm-hmm. So uh, three were just mailed out after work on Monday, so... Shipping them all over. Yeah. All over. It's crazy, man. We're, we've been doing a lot of stuff. I mean, within this past week, we had four interviews scheduled. Yeah. Three of them happened. We won't talk about that fourth one again. But, uh, yeah, we've just been going crazy. And I, I love it. And I think our viewers love it, too. I, I think that we want to get to a point where you and I, like, have this podcast, like, this across the table, you and I thing, be a little more exclusive, maybe for some paid members, if we ever get to that point. But I think we want to start heading towards the direction of us having two interviews a week. That'll be good for us. I'm all about it, too. Yeah. They're so much fun. Yeah, they're so much fun. And there's so many people out in Buffalo that just know so much more about their specialization than we do. Oh, no doubt, dude. Like, we were in my heaven yesterday, or on Sunday, talking about all things pizza. Tell them about it. So we went to Macy's Place Pizzeria. (sighs) That interview is now live. So check that out because it's super good. But, excuse me, so yeah, we had Nick on, talked about his business, talked about where it came from, where it is now, and why and how. Then we went in the back off camera, and we made the BHH pizza 
which we basically just went live with and then posted to our story so people can see. Uh, to answer everyone's question, no, it is not for sale. No, it is not a menu item. And they're no, they are not build your own pizza. So you can't call them and say, these are the ingredients that I want on the pizza. Just make it for me because that's not how this works. They have enough on their menu. They have enough innovative products to enjoy. Go on their website, order online, and cheers. But, yeah, we went in the back, checked out their amazing dough hook, which was sweet. And I'm then, so excited how happy you were seeing the dough hook. Dude, it was an industrial <laughs> KitchenAid. That thing was kick-ass. It was like huge, too. on Christmas morning. Dude, the top, so of it, the top of it was at my collarbone. That thing yeah. was tall. Dough hook was huge. That was sweet. So, yeah, check that out. Obviously, took a photo, posted it on the IG. And then uh, the, let's see, made our own pizza, which was a dough base, obviously. Stuffed crust. Stuffed crust, which I thought that they had, like, a cock gun, and they shoved it in. and then injected with queso. And it just injected cheese into it, you know? But, no, they don't. They just, like, layer the cheese on and then roll the dough over like a normal human which being. Which makes sense. Thinking about it. Yeah, which is a logical way to do it, but then there I am. Then we had a layer of blue cheese as the base, cheese. Then we did bourbon barbecue sauced chicken fingers that were sliced, uh, like wheeled around the, the pizza. Then we had a cheese blend on top. And then... Red onions, too. Red onions, and then a barbecue glaze over the top. But then to finish the crust, we did garlic butter, Parmesan cheese, and sesame seeds. Cooked it for 10 minutes, pulled it out when it was done. Because there's like codes. Can't have raw pizza coming out of the oven. Drizzled barbecue sauce over the top. And we crushed it. Dude, it was one of the best pizzas I've ever had in my life. Yeah, no doubt. It was exactly what we envisioned. And it came out perfectly. And it was super good even the day after so i was pleased with the bhh pizza i am so shocked because we were were talking to sexy slices about this too uh if you haven't listened to that interview go back and check that out but the sexy slices interview we've talked with him about how people sometimes get scared about ordering a specialty pizza yeah because you have your staple the cheese and pepperoni cheese and and macy's place is so interesting to me because first of all we talked about this during the actual episode. He is excru- extremely young. I was going to say excruciatingly, but I switched it to extremely last minute, and it kind of messed up. But anyway, he's extremely young for a pizza place owner. Like, he owns the place. And he's taking his young millennial mind and putting it into social media, and that's how he's growing his business, basically. He's our age. Yeah. And he is taking this approach and just killing it. When they won the Sexy Slices competition with their cheese and cheese and pap pizzeria or pizza, they didn't. They're like, screw that cheese and pap. Look at this. Look at this burrata chicken finger. They don't even care about their cheese and pap at this point. It's just another thing on their menu. It's insane to me how he's just changed that place. Yeah, it's amazing. They bought the building next to him so you can actually park when you go and pick up because they're so busy. And then they they just straight up took off. Tacos, wraps, and subs off their menu. Which is such a baller move. Yeah, and they're like, we're, we're done with that. Like, all we're doing is pizza and wings. If you don't like it, go somewhere else. But we have enough people to take care of that we don't care. And that's that's 80-20, man. That's the 80-20 rule of business. Mm-hmm. You always look at the end of the year, you always look at your bottom 20%, and you realize that bottom 20 is giving you the most heartache for the least amount of money. Cut them off and focus on the 80%. And then you just recycle that. Mm-hmm. Business tip. 
That's what you do to be successful. So where are we going wrong? We oh, just have expense we're on 2080, expense. baby. 2080. <laughs> no, we're like 595. Oh, 100%. 595, nothing coming in, literally nothing coming in except, like, I don't know, the federal stimulus. That's the only thing keeping this thing afloat. And, and we're Nick's, just chugging and along. Macy's uh, pizzeria. That, that came in, though. That pizza was bomb. And he was very kind enough not to charge us. Yeah, we tried. He was very awesome. Literally tried to throw money, and yeah. it didn't work. But yeah, so. so there are some coming in, but it's definitely like four percent. We're two ninety eight. Two ninety eight. Two ninety eight. That's it. how much in dollars we've made so far. Two dollars ninety eight cents. For those who have been following us from the beginning, all the OG listeners, you are correct with your assumption that yes, we have still not made a single penny, but we're on the hunt we like Mister Krabs, <laughs> and we will find that money. Oh yeah, but. And then the first thing we do, I mean, every time we raise money, we donate it anyways. So right. it really doesn't matter. Yeah. But what are you going to do? Yeah. We'd rather donate instead of hanging on. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the whole point of this podcast, like for all of our new listeners that are coming in, we did gain quite a bit of listeners in the past like week. Yeah. So for the new listeners coming in, we're just basically trying to promote local Buffalo businesses and give back where we can. That's really all that we're doing. We don't charge anybody anything. A small business that wants to come on our podcast, where we don't charge anything. Uh, and we're just here to have a good conversation and to understand the history behind them. That's all that we do. People thought that we had some type of like sponsorship agreement with the people that we have on our show, and we don't. It's literally we reach out to them and we're like, hey, do you want to be on this for free for free advertising? And all of them have said yes uh, if they've been on the show, and that's just how we do it. I mean, we don't, we don't care. We're literally only trying to produce a platform to promote Buffalo local business and then to give them a space to talk about all things that they do. And I understand keep Buffalo a secret. Buffalo is always going to be a secret, but people know that we have good neighbors, we have good food, and we have a really shitty baseball stadium that the pros don't want to play in. But that's neither here nor there. But they are. But you know what? And Josh Allen is starting to get a name for himself. So yeah. he, made, he cracked the top 100. I mean, Trey White crushed him on the list, but... Top 200, right? It was the top 200? No. So, Josh Allen made the top 100, and then a sports broadcaster was discussing how he made the list of top 100 and went off and said that he's not good. His completion percentage is like 56% or whatever, and he would not even consider him a top 200 player out of like the 1,700 NFL players that are yeah, in the Colin league. Coward or whatever? Yeah, whatever, whatever. But the biggest thing is there's there's two sides to that. The first is... WTF, that guy sucks. Go Bills. Bills Mafia. Josh Allen's king. You know, like he's he's better than Cuomo. And then the second point is, is. Avi, the second point is leave it alone. That's good. Let him knock Josh Allen. Let him think that Josh Allen is garbage. The whole point is that the Buffalo Bills quarterback is being discussed on a national level. That is probably the first – it is the first time that's happened since – Do you think Tyrod Taylor was a big talking point? Yeah, he was in regards to interceptions, missing wide open wideouts, yeah. and then – So was Peterman. <laughs> right. And, I mean, we got made fun of, but from an actual standpoint, no. Like, we haven't had a, a legitimate cornerstone quarterback since Jim Kelly and Josh Allen stepping in, and that's – what else could you ask for? Right. So, I take it as – Sure, talk about Josh Allen, say he's not good, whatever you want. I don't care. We all love Josh Allen for who he is, mm-hmm. and honestly, at the end of the day, that, that means more than 
a lot. Absolutely. You know, like he's he's able to flip a switch, change a game. He's he is athletic. He's one of the best athletes that I've literally ever seen. Just from an all around athletic standpoint, yeah. he can play any sport, and he's a super good down to earth dude. Like his family's a bunch of farmers. Yeah, I mean, come on. Like people say this all the time about him, and yes, his completion percentage is not. Brady level or a top tier quarterback level or even Watson's level but, but you cares? also have him digging into a pile of 300 pound like five 300 pound men to pick up a fumble and then jolt himself forward after destroying a linebacker to get a first down you're not gonna get that from Brady Are you or kidding yeah so what why complain about one aspect of his game if we're winning games that's yeah. I mean, that's everything in life. People pick apart aspects. They don't look at the overall big picture. Yeah. Buffalo cares about Buffalo, and Josh Allen cares about Buffalo. Therefore, we care about Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. That's it. And that's every player that ever comes here ever. Yeah. I mean, Fred Jackson waved the green flag, ran out onto the field, and gave a hundred percent. And more times than not, made plays. And we were like, please give him a key to the city. Do whatever it takes <laughs> yeah. to keep him. Oh my God! Yeah. If Josh Allen ever wins the Super Bowl, he's becoming mayor. One hundred percent. There's going to be statues outside of Big Tree Inn of Josh Allen next to Chris outside Berman. Outside of Big Tree Inn. Yeah, next to Chris Berman. He's just going to stand there just just with that pose of like him mid-throw next to Jim Kelly. I mean, that's – come on, man. Yeah. It's Josh Allen. It's Josh Allen. That's my quarterback. But, like, even Trey White, he didn't get – he got a good rating on that, but nowhere near what's respected. But I like that. I like being an underdog. I don't want to be overrated and have people – like, expect more than you. Same with Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer. Yeah, they didn't even make the top, like, five defensive pa- or safety pairs. Dude. It's so depressing. Poyer's man. disgusting. Yeah. He's so good. We're it, just trying to get Rachel Bush on the podcast. That's all. No. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm trying to get Jordan Poyer on the podcast. I've seen him in person once. And he's he's literally he's similar to Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, where his, there it is, where his, like, his teeth are perfectly white, his skin glows, and he's like, what's up, man, how are you? Like, super down to earth. I mean, how do you, how do you hate that? How do you get mad? Yeah. You're like, Jordan Poyer, you're a bro. You're an absolute bro. But that this cult, that's this culture that McDermott brought here. And True. that's why we're undervalued is because we're, we don't, like, <clears throat> we don't go out on social media, our players, and say, I deserve more. So nobody's going to pay attention to Like Jamal Adams. Yeah, everybody. Jamal Adams is a good athlete. I give him that. Obviously, he's in the NFL. I am not. What I will say is stat for stat, Jordan Poyer, more times than not, blows away Jamal Adams. Mm -hmm. Blows him away. But it's fine. You know, I like Buffalo being underrated. Yeah, me too. It's just, it's frustrating where, who do we have go to the Pro Bowl? Tremaine Edmonds, Trey Trey White, White. and maybe one more. I mean, it used to be, um, what's his face, Williams, defensive line Williams. Yeah, Kyle Williams. Yeah. Did he Probably go to the last Pro Bowl? <clears throat> yeah, I think so. It's just sad, man. Oh, yeah. and Lorenzo Alexander. Right. Which, if he comes back for the playoffs, woof, dude. Woof. That dude's a unit. Yeah. Unit. But, but I don't know. But did you see we'll that see. six Patriots players have now, uh, uh, yeah, I kicked that a little bit. Six Patriots players have ruled themselves out for the year because of COVID? Who? I don't know all of them off the top of my head. I just know Patrick Young or Patrick Chung is one of them, right? Chung, yeah, the safety. Okay. Or cornerback, he's one of them. Okay. Um, so a DB. Yeah. But and that's that's a huge name on their list. Is it? That's oh yeah, he's he's a star player. You never heard of him? No. Nah. Jesus, you don't even watch football. Seriously. Um, Starla Tula is out. Yeah. He. 
Which, I mean, we have options, but Starlatule is Starlatule. Like, the yeah. dude's a unit, so we got to figure that out. Yeah. But there's, like, four options to replace him, if I'm correct on that. Yeah. So. Which, we did fine. We did great last year, and Harrison Phillips wasn't even playing because of his ACL. Or whatever he tore. So, yeah, like, with him Lewis coming back, with him coming back, he can step into Star's role and do fine. Did you see how big Edmonds is? He's a beast, man. Huge. Basically like me. Kind of. That's ever, it. See you, everybody. <laughs> do you ever look at people on TV and you're like, how tall are they? They're freaking huge. And then you look up and they're like the same height as you. Have you ever done that? Yeah, but they're not. But they are. They lie. The Googles says they are. Yeah, but dude, Marshawn Lynch was listed as 5'10". I saw him in person. He was li- like straight up 6'4". In just a truck. I'm like, you're not 5'10". And then he just like laughed at me because his younger brother played football at my high school when I was there. Oh, really? Yeah. So I was like, just... You're not 5'10". Like, you're huge. He's huge. Marshawn Lynch is one of the largest human beings I've ever seen. Like, you're not 5'10". We, a coworker and I today, were talking about Fauci throwing out the first pitch and how small Fauci is. And he's 5'7". So, like, he's not, he's not ridiculously tiny, but he's also not, like, an average size for a man. But, um, <laughs> so we were talking about that, and then we were talking about... It got us down this rabbit hole of Googling, like, the smallest athletes. And there was a basketball player, Muggsy something, who was 5'3", playing basketball. There's pictures of him online basically hugging, um, what's that uh, Korean basketball player's name? The Korean? Yao Ming. Ming. He was hugging Yao Ming's waist. Wasn't he Japanese? Maybe. I don't know. He was hugging (laughs) his waist. Like, that's how he was blocking him. Dude, how can you be 5'3", playing national basketball, when there's dudes that are 7 plus feet tall? You will have a two-foot height advantage. It's not four inches. It's two feet, man. Yeah, but he's quick. He can just dance between the legs. I guess Fauci was a really good basketball player. That's what brought us down that rabbit hole is because I, I guess he slayed it in high school and college or something like that. Really? Yeah. So it made me Google. I'm like, there's no way that this guy being 5'7 can play good basketball. Well, he sucks at baseball. <laughs> Dude, so. he, he basically threw it to first base. Jesus. <laughs> That was the most unathletic move I've ever seen. It was terrible. Life. I watched that, and I'm like, this guy. And then, of course, it comes up on my Twitter, on my uh, Facebook feed, and my cousin said the same thing. He's like, this guy. I'm like, <laughs> who who invited him? Right. Wouldn't you want, like, a practice pitch or something? Do they give them practice pitches or no? I, you would think. I don't know. You're just going to throw this old guy out there to throw. He's been awake for 47 days straight trying to figure out this coronavirus shit, and you're going to bring him out there to throw a ball to home plate? He already stood halfway between home plate and the pitcher's mouth. <laughs> and he threw it like to first base. Unbelievable. Dude, it was so funny watching that. I'm like, what are you doing? I Cleo could do a better job than that. But whatever. I understand. Yeah, it's it's uh sometimes sometimes showbiz isn't for everybody. I'll tell you that much right now. <laughs> showbiz baby. <laughs> showbiz were famous. Uh all right, so uh yeah. Crazy, crazy times, man. No yeah, kidding. It's uh that was a good thing to watch though. Did you watch the first game back, MLB game back? I didn't watch the first game back. I I got preoccupied trying to figure out how to change a tire on the side of the road in front of a barn. But, yeah, I mean, there was that. Plus, there's just – dude, I'm just mentally and physically exhausted nowadays. But the – I just haven't – I'm not behind the whole cutout thing. I think that's obnoxious. The whole pumping crowd noise into it, obnoxious. And now the Marlins just got struck, and that's impacting every other team already. I don't – I mean, how long is this going to last? Yeah. And you, you're you going to tell me right now that the other 
professional sport leagues are not looking at the MLB saying like, well, if they're not doing it, then how oh, are we going to do it? They, they got you. Dude, every commission is probably sitting back texting each other like, yeah, check out those boys. 19 of them just got hit. Like, you know they probably are in a group chat yeah. drinking scotch trying to figure this whole thing out. Roger Goodell doesn't give a shit, though. Roger Goodell does not care. No. But the players care. And at the end of the day, that's who matters. So what are you going to do? And if you test positive for the Rona, are you getting paid still by the team? I would assume so. It would be just like an injury. Oh, it, that's that was part of their agreement. Uh, the the COVID IR list yeah. that you still get paid, right? Yeah, because you can't help it. I mean, you can with that weak immune system. No, I'm just yeah, kidding. wear a mask, wash your hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's how you try to help it. But yeah, I don't. That's crazy because Poyer just got what twenty mil for two years. Dude, I hope they keep him around. They have to. Yeah. But the issue is that the cap hit just the salary cap just got hit. Yeah, because we we don't have any income coming in this year because no one's going to the games. Correct. I still think that they should take a cutout, and if you own season tickets, you create your own cutout, and then in that cutout they can install a camera. That way, you buy your tickets, so you can watch from home in your exact seat. That's what I'm talking about. Let's patent that shit and let's put it to the bills. Put it to the Bills. We'll see. They got to figure something out. If there's no football, I'm going to be crushed, dude. Yeah. Although it gives Allen one more year to get yoked. Remember, all about. remember when the hockey didn't play? Goodness. I feel like this has gone off like four times. This we, isn't normal. Change your battery. One episode is just going to go off every minute. and We're just going to get <laughs> smashed. Uh, remember that one year where the hockey didn't play? Yeah. They held out? Yeah, the lockout. Yeah. That sucked. Playoffs are starting soon for hockey. Pumped. I love how their season was suspended and then they come back and you're like, well, you're still garbage from before. Yeah. Like the Sabres aren't going to win the cup. Right. But the Bruins might. The And I'm pumped for that. I'm going to watch every single game. I'm so excited. So I bought tickets to go to the Sabres-Bruins game before COVID happened. And then COVID happened and the game was ixnayed. <laughs> So, I was going to wear my Patrice Bergeron jersey there. I was going to be repping it in style, get stuff thrown at me because Sabres fans hate me. Uh, I have this awesome sweatshirt that is an outline of New York State. And then inside New York State is the Bruins logo. Everybody hates it. I love it. But anyway, so uh, I bought tickets from StubHub to go to that game. And since it got canceled, StubHub refunded my money and gave me a bonus. A bonus of what? 15% or whatever it was. So, on top of that ticket sale... I have an extra 50% of money that I can spend towards another game, which is sick. Now I'm going to get, like, box seats next to Josh Allen one game <laughs> just so I can chill and watch a game with him because yeah, I have, like, so much money in that account. Wave across the plexiglass. <laughs> hey, are you having the mozzarella sticks? I'm having the boneless wings. <laughs> can I try your marinara sauce? Yeah. <laughs> you want to sign my container? <laughs> Jeez. But, yeah, man, sports are back. That was the title of our last episode, Sports Are Back. We're at episode 45 right now. We're getting really close to that birthday episode and that 50 episode. Well, we got to start prepping the steaks, start seasoning them. Do you want to do that episode outside? No. I no. don't trust anything. I don't trust the elements. I don't trust the the, the surrounding environment. Something's going to come up and screw it so up. So are we going to do it on like a Saturday night then? Yeah. Okay. Sounds yeah. good to me. We're going we're gonna to grill these these steaks that are probably going to be wrapped in bacon sounds good and then 
record this episode with the special edition beverage that no one knows about. I'm pretty sure everybody knows about it. We've talked about it a couple times already. Nah. No. They're nah. all forgot. They don't know. All four viewers forgot. That's We're right. Good. Down to three now. <laughs> Somebody just unsubscribed and doesn't listen Because anymore. they knew it. They're like, they can't know. I know. <laughs> To us. But yeah, this is going to be a good one. And then we got the birthday episode where we're trying all this uh, stuff that we got here that's still remaining of the main players. Maybe I'll throw in a little screwball shot, too, to make it throw up or something. You're thinking you're going to be drinking manly bourbon, and then you get peanut butter straight down. How are we going to make that work? What do you mean? The birthday episode? There's too many options to choose from. No, it's only going to be like the big players that we've just reviewed. So yeah, like, but dude, yeah, but we drink so much. Devil's right? River. Rebuy. Well, Devil's River we'll have to rebuy. Crown Royal, we still have some. We didn't drink all that. Yup. Jack Daniels, we still have some. We didn't drink all that. Jim Beam, we still have some. We didn't drink all that. Um, and then Buffalo Trace, we haven't drank at all. The only reason we haven't drank at all is because they've all been at my house. <laughs> Truth. <laughs> Truth. A bullet, Elijah Craig, Buffalo Trace, um, Jim Beam. You have Jack, actually, right? Oh, no, Jack's up there. So, yeah, everything is here. That's why it hasn't been destroyed yet. So, yeah, we have everything here. The empty bottle of Jameson you got to throw up on the shelf, too. Yeah, I know. It's still in my car. It's probably shattered. (laughs) It got hit from the debris from the rock the other day. The debris. The debris. So, we are on a health kick. We are? You are, too? Yeah, we. As we just talked about the pizza we made with Macy's Place earlier in this episode. Yeah, but that's a cheap meal. We're starting now. (laughs) Yeah, starting now, starting now, starting now. The health kick that we're on... Is we're eliminating beer. Nailed it. Nailed it. We are so we are eliminating some of the consumption of beer. We're not totally eliminating beer because obviously we still need it for the pod. We are being more mindful of our portion size and we are being mindful of what we're eating. So just our overall diet. Mm -hmm. We're not necessarily taking anything totally out, like no carbs for a year. Nothing like that. We're just being a little more mindful, tightening up a little bit. Because know? the thing is with diets, and this is what irks me the most, is people take on a diet, and I'm no nutritional specialist. I understand that. But when you take on a diet, you then live a lifestyle that is unsustainable. So after that diet, you go back to doing the same stuff that you've been doing before, which completely wipes away your whole diet. If you don't have carbs for a whole month, you're going to have carbs again in your life. And all that weight that you lost that your body got used to is coming right back because you're introducing carbs again. You know, there's a term for that. Being dumb? No. What? Yo-yo dieting. Oh, is that it? Yeah. I actually did not know that. Yeah. Where you like jump back and forth makes sense. Throw down the yo-yo, you're, you're healthy, and then it comes back up inevitably. Yeah, so like what we're trying to do and what, what I've been trying to do for like the past month is just eliminate the stupid things. Like, why am I having a peanut butter and jelly sandwich because I'm hungry at 9 o'clock at night? Why am I having two turkey sandwiches, which is processed meat, which is disgusting how much sodium there is in there? It is repulsive, dude. I looked at that the other day because I started tracking some of my calories just to understand, like, where I'm at. Not because I'm going to go crazy and start tracking calories for the rest of my life, but just to understand where my eating habits are at. And the amount of sodium and turkey and ham that you get from the deli department is absolutely disgusting. How much salt are they putting in this stuff? Well, they're trying to preserve it. That's why you got to buy organic and then eat it quick. Or just go out, hunt, get your own meat. (laughs) I'm not that much of an alpha, bro. You don't have to be. Yeah, you do. No. I can't just go out and shoot a deer. Why not? Where? Where are we sitting? West Seneca. Okay. Which is inside of what? 
Buffalo. Okay, which is inside of what? New York State. Which is a part of what country? The United States of America, So son. apparently, <laughs> last I checked, this is a free country and you can hunt wherever you damn please, son. Well, you don't have to, I don't have to answer stupid questions while standing on my home property. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like, still though, there's a ton of sodium and stuff. So what I've been trying to do is just eliminate the quantity because your body can survive. I looked at it the other day. Your body can survive only having like between 2,000 and like 1,400 calories in a day. Like you, that's like that's. Wait, what? Two thousand, like 1,400 calories to 2,000 is like ideal for men if you don't want to destroy yourself. That's the minimum. Yeah, it's 14,000 or 1,400. I'm sorry, not 40,000. Yeah, I was like 14,000. That's like Eddie Hall diets. <laughs> that's like Brian no, Shaw. 1,400 to 2,000. That's like 1,400 is the minimum, and you probably shouldn't go below that. But, like, from there, you'll live. So why would you consume, like, 4,000 calories if you don't need to? Yeah, if you don't need to. Again, it's all lifestyle. It's all based on training and and everything else. But But if you take your 4,000-calorie diet and you eat the same foods but just dial back your portion control, you'll fit into that category to be able to eat, like, to lose weight. And that's something that is sustainable because you're not consuming 4,000. Now you're consuming 2,000. Basically, what I'm getting at is I've lost, like, 34 pounds since, uh, like, a couple months ago. I'm very happy about that. But that's because I cut back, like, all the unnecessary shit. Yes. You've made slight slight diet modifications, and then you've tracked your caloric intake and based it off of your needs yeah. to run as a human being and your body with all your systems. Yeah. And you one, went from there. One thing I didn't know is how much calories your body burns while resting. Like, yeah. just, like, normal everyday That's activities. What I mean. That's what I mean by, like, your human body just to survive. Yeah. Wild. It is crazy. It's I like had 2, no idea. 2,000 calories. And people are afraid of eating some almonds. Like, you'll be fine. Eat the almonds. <laughs> yeah. But, like, so I just got this Fitbit, which is kind of what drove this information. And so far, I haven't been doing very well on my steps. I only got 2,000, so that's not good because it's, like, 7 o'clock at night. But um, Is it really? Yeah. Uh, no, it's uh, 545. And I've burned 2,084 calories. I'm not sure how accurate the Fitbit is, but it seems pretty accurate. Jump in the bod pod. Excuse me? (laughs) I said jump in the bod pod. I don't know what that means. The bod pod is basically just like a a device that you sit in. They use it at the combine. And then it goes through everything. Your BMI, body fat. It goes through all your, your different levels. And then you can figure out like where you're at in the world. It's sick. It's like a, a giant body calibration system. It sounds extremely dehumanizing because I'm going to look in there and be like, wow, I'm fat. <laughs> yeah. I think sick. But yeah, so like I got this Fitbit. You, you don't ever want a Fitbit, do you? I No, I used to have one and then I stopped oh, really? caring. Yeah. Why did you stop caring? What do you mean you stopped caring? Oh, the battery died. Perfect. Nailed it. Yeah, so then I just stopped caring. The, my, I mean, I'm. if I want to take a walk, I'll take a walk. If... I don't like the way I look. I'll just make changes. I don't have to, like, think about my why. Like, I already know about that. I already know what my why is. I don't feel confident in my skin. Therefore, I will make changes so that I do feel confident in my skin. And then I just remember that I don't have issues forgetting my why. Like, certain people uh, commonly come across. People forget about why they started something, and then that's it. So do you ever feel confident in your skin? Yeah, sometimes. Like, before COVID, when I was crushing the gym five days a week i was actually starting to feel somewhat more confident and then all of a sudden the gym's closed is it is that in at like an at point confidence or now looking back 2020 you have 
confidence. No, at point I had a little bit more confidence, but now looking back, I realized how much confidence. But even still, like like we were saying, the best shape of your life, what year was it when you were in the best shape of your life? For me, it was 2013, mm-hmm. and I know that. So that's like that's my benchmark of where I should be. I was like 9% body fat, felt incredible. I was cold a lot, but wear a hoodie. Right. And <laughs> I w- like it was just I was lean. I felt incredible when I was doing anything and everything. I could easily jog two miles, and I was not really out of breath at all. And I didn't have excess garbage. I didn't have excess water under my, like under my skin. When I hit a bump driving down the road, my entire body moved. I didn't just like jiggle, you know. Like it just I was a unit. That's been my life since 2013. It's just jiggling, jiggling every time I hit a bump. But yeah. back, looking back in 2013, because you and I were. I was in one of my best shapes of my life back in 2013 when we went to Hilbert because I just ate chicken and rice, but that wasn't a sustainable diet, and I still wasn't confident back then. Looking back now and seeing, like, envisioning myself back then, I'm like, Derek, why did you still think that you were fat back then? But that's just like a mindset. So it's something that I've been striving to get back to, but there's a lot of people out there like me that just never, ever felt confident, even when they were the healthiest that they've been. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's something that I'm trying to get back into is to understand the confidence in my skin and to get back to that point where I would feel comfortable. I've kept putting this milestone in mind that I want to reach X number, like X weight. But even then, I'm not going to do that anymore because I want to get to a point where I feel good and I feel healthy, regardless of what weight that is on the scale. Public service announcement, do the same. Don't worry about the number on the scale. Worry about how you feel inside. Correct. It's just personal development. That's all it is. Just keep working on yourself. I just got a notification. I have 184 steps to go this hour. This thing is annoying as shit sometimes. Well, we'll just take a walk after this. It uh, tells me every 10 minutes to the hour how many steps I have to go to make it to my hour goal, which I think is like maybe 250 steps. I don't know. You know what we should do is before work in the morning, just take a walk. How hard is that? Yeah. Just take a walk. You know, just walk around. Dude, I was, goodness, the amount of walks that I had to do when I was traveling or whatever is because I didn't have a car, just walk everywhere. It was great. Yeah. It was great. Felt wonderful. Joints were all lubed up, you know. My tush was firm. <laughs> it was nice. Now every time I move my leg, it snaps because my knee's shot. Yeah, every time I move my leg in my car or my truck for, the, I don't know, hit the brakes or whatever, my knees crack terrible yeah no that's definitely underrated the thing also that i've realized wearing this is just how many calories you burn by doing an activity for a prolonged period of time and it doesn't have to be running like breathing breathing and golfing dude how much calories you burn golfing is astronomical because you're doing a workout basically for four hours straight you're not thinking about it that way but that's what you're doing sure you're getting into the cart and you're resting for a second but by the time that you get up, especially the way that you and I play, we're swinging the club 150 times, 200 miles an hour. Like, you're going to burn weight doing that. You're going to get your heart rate going. But doing that for four hours or disc golfing, too. Disc golfing, you might not like it because it's a beta move, as you said. But It's a Zulu move, bro. Yeah, but you're still hiking for two hours straight playing a disc golf course. Yeah. So that prolonged period of not only walking but hiking and the changing elevation, if you go to Chestnut Ridge, it does a lot. And that's my that's my takeaway from all this is just don't think that doing five minutes of push-ups and abs is going to make you lose weight. Like it might, but eventually you'll plateau because you're not stimulating your heart 
and a prolonged period of time to help you lose weight. Whereas disc golfing, you're going to be in that hot zone for two hours. I'm going so, on a hike tomorrow. Where are you going? Chestnut. Are you? With yourself? With Sam? No, so a friend of mine is a travel agent, and she is home, what she considers home. She, I mean, she was born here, but she travels the world, basically. So she's she's back in Buffalo for a time being uh, due to the Rona. So we're going for a January's. hike. Yeah, we're going for a hike tomorrow after work just to catch up, talk about her last few locations that she was at, and then uh, have a ball. So I'm stoked. So oh, we're cool. doing like normal normal eternal flame for like 10 minutes, get there, make sure it's still lit, and then we're going totally off the grid. Just blow it out. <laughs> blow out the flame. <laughs> I feel like every time I take a sip, a beep comes immediately after it. It's because we live down here, and we know when it's going to beep. We got our own internal I clock. I truly live down here. Yeah, you I do. work down here. Yeah. So I'm down here from 7 o'clock in the morning, and then when we record, till 9 o'clock at night. Yeah. I'm down here all day. I'm. This is basically a call for help. I need help. <laughs> Somebody please help me. Take me for a walk. <laughs> I don't care. But yeah, so I'm excited. All right. You want to get to rating this beer? We don't have a cocktail section because we're drinking beer. Yeah, let's I mean, rate this thing. I mean, you could do a Boilermaker, like you said, for the Jameson episode, but... Yeah, it's no. fine. Uh, we'll rate this thing. Yeah. All right, label branding, Four Mile Brewing, Allegheny IPA. Ooh. Okay, so. Ooh. 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 So if you do not, if you have not listened to the Four Mile Brewing interview with Jay, please go back and listen to it. Nailed it. Um, go back and listen to it because it's a very good interview. He does talk about why they call themselves Four Mile because they're located at the four-mile marker on the Allegheny River, which runs right in the back, which was sweet that we took a walk back there with him. And on that trail, walked down a couple hundred meters and just turned back around. It was really fun. And it's a, it's cool that they labeled their beer and they're, like, marketing their brewery that way because it means something to them. And I like that. Allegheny IPA, obviously, we were talking about it during the interview. Allegheny itself is an area in New York that anybody living even remotely close to it can call it local. We were talking about that in Buffalo. If you see an Allegheny beer, you're like, oh, that's local to me. It's really not. It's like two hours away. If you're in the southern part of Pennsylvania and you say, oh, it's Allegheny beer, it's not local. It's two hours away, but you still think of it is being local, which I think is a genius move on their end to call this Allegheny IPA because everybody likes supporting local businesses right now. Yeah, and I like how they got their brand right on top of it too. So it's literally on the banks of the Allegheny Four Mile Brewing only in New York. So somebody sees a can and says Allegheny IPA, that's local to me, and then they look up and realize that Four Mile Brewing's in Olean. That's cool. Olean's a small town. Everybody in and around Olean knows about Olean. So uh, they're... Their picture itself is what you would think, too, if when you envision Allegheny, that's what that is. Yeah. Gorgeous sunset, rolling hills, the river. I mean, you can't you can't go wrong. I'm going to give this an A++. A++. They have a good graphic designer there. All yeah. their cans are pretty sick, and they're just – I'm very impressed with them. Yep, A++. I like it. All right, nose. Pine. Citrus. Aluminum. <laughs> it's a rare commodity now, Michael. Pine, citrus, and a little bit of like a mango? Yeah. You get... 
This is good. It is. You get the hops in the nose, and then in the taste, you get the fruit. Yeah. I like it. A plus plus. Agreed. I agree. I agree. I agree. Initial taste. I agree. I agree. I agree. You get some hop. Papaya, mango, and and, and then you hops. get that you get that malt that kind of dries out your mouth, but you get the sweetness of the fruit. Mm. It's it's all about that initial taste because the ending note. It's bland and then it dries you out. Yeah. So ending note will say malt. Yeah. But initial taste, let's go with citrus. Mango. Mango and a little papaya. Papaya. Alright. I'm down. A plus plus. A plus plus. For ending note? Initial taste. Ending note. Yeah. Ending note. I'm also A plus plus. This is good. Yeah. I'll go A plus because this is just malt on the end. A plus check mark. A plus check mark. Like it. I like how we talk like that's a compromise, and we have no idea what any of this means. Correct. Uh, so, yeah, A-plus checkmark. Okay, cool. I like this beer, just to point out to it before we get to our final rating, because this is going to be a very short clip. Um, this is in the same vein to me as Resurgence, solely based off of the fact that they didn't overhop this. Thank God. You get a lot of brew, uh, breweries and beer in general that overhop their basic IPA, and it turns a lot of people off. Because it's you don't want to be drinking a pine tree. When or a you, bush. Yeah. yeah, you just don't want to throw that in your mouth. But with this initial taste of the pine, the initial taste of the pine, but then you get all those fruit flavors after and the sweetness after, it really rounds it out to make you not think that you're drinking a pine tree. Yeah. Which is something that I would love to drive home. This is very good beer. They have awesome beer there. Um, we will be having them again on another episode in the future. They're a product because we just have so much beer here <laughs> that they've provided us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so definitely check that out. Check out the interview with him and go buy yourself a, a bottle of this because this is, or a can of this, I'm sorry, because it's very good. I agree, I agree, I agree. Final rating? Give me that countdown. Right, three, two, one. 93. <laughs> You're like 91. <laughs> 91. Okay, 92. 92 is the final rating for this. That is good. It's up there with the Jap Whiskey, man. <laughs> with the Jap Whiskey. The Hatozaki. Hatozaki Japanese Whiskey. God, we're going to get fired. Um, but, yeah, so very good product. Again, I will tell you again, go listen to the interview because it was very good. And then also go listen to the Macy's Place Pizzeria interview. We talk about a lot of stuff there, and it was just an overall good time. So thank you to Jay for hosting us at four mile and thank you to nick for hosting us at macy's place pizzeria it's a good time oh yeah michael take us out let's let's wrap this bad boy up i got some dinner cooking upstairs yeah it smells amazing follow us on instagram facebook twitter even though we're not necessarily super active on twitter subscribe to us on youtube so you can watch all of our fantastic content and including all of our special interviews because we record all things visual we appreciate all support Local donation for Matt uh, Merchandise Batch 2 is going to Open Arms Rescue. Be on the lookout for that interview because that's coming out soon. And again, thank you all for your support. We appreciate you guys, and we cannot wait until episode 46. Perfect. This has been episode 45, everybody. We're out.
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.